The Soccer Gambling Podcast is brought to you by Circus Sports. Circus Sports is back with their Circus Survivor and Circa Millions contests. $14 million up for grabs. Get all of the details at circusports.com. That's C-I-R-C-A sports.com. I'm really excited to, to join such a, a big club, like you said, like Milan. Um, uh, obviously, a lot of emotions, you know, very proud, um, you know, to be here, to have, you know, my father here and my, my agents. I'm, I'm very, uh, very happy to be here, very proud and just ready to, to get st- started on the field. I've had some great experiences, but uh, this is just another big step for me um, to play in, uh, you know, in this league here in Italy, um, you know, to play in the Champions League more with such a big club. Um, it's just going to help me to take the next step in my career and grow, grow as a person and also to learn, you know, a new culture as well. Um, hopefully learn Italian and uh, um, obviously learn a lot as a man as well. Especially coming from uh, from the U.S., where maybe you know football is not the biggest sport. Um, I think it's grown so much since I've started, and it's it's beautiful to see going back home and seeing so many so many football fans. And uh, I'm extremely proud. I never thought that uh, that I would you know make it this far um, to be able to play you know professionally in Europe now at such a big club like Milan. Um, I'm, I'm truly honored, and uh, yeah, I'm always thankful for for all the support. I've spoken a lot with uh, with some of those guys. Um, obviously, have good relationships with them. Um, they've only told me good things about the club. To be honest, um, they think it's a it's a great step for me. Um, you know, a massive opportunity. Um, obviously, just a historic club with uh, obviously so many titles and just so much history within the club. Um, so they've they've definitely told me that uh, I'm in a good place. From the AC Milan point of view, I think uh, Kaká was. Uh, um, for me, one of you know the biggest players that I watched uh, playing for Milan was a, was an idol of mine. Obviously, uh, it was nice to see him also going back in the U.S. and playing there as well. Um, I like his uh, I like his style a lot, and uh, yeah, for sure, I, I look up to him. I think I'm comfortable in, in a few positions, um, you know, especially on the attacking uh, end of the pitch. Um, I've played a lot as you know as a number ten. I played a lot on the left wing, right wing, and. Um, I just like to create and, and help the team to score goals, uh, assist and score goals is definitely what I like to do with my, you know, open up the game with, you know, whether it's dribbling or, or quick movements in behind um, is definitely where I think my strengths are. So I think I can show a lot of qualities in, in those positions. I'm quite a simple person. Um, I like to just enjoy time with my with my family. Um, I like to uh, I like to play a lot of chess. Um, I like to. I feel like I'm quite introverted for the most part. I like to stay inside for the most part, but uh, I also like to have a good time. I'm very excited. I haven't spent uh, much time in Milan at all. Obviously, I played here, um, but other than that, um, I'm excited to, to experience Milan more. I visited Italy as a country with my family as a kid um, for short periods, and uh, I thought it was beautiful. So I'm excited to just see, see the culture in, in Milan, to be honest. I've heard um, incredible things. I mean, it's a very lively city. There's a lot of things going on, and uh, I'm excited to, uh, to kind of, yeah, just see it and see it for myself. Zlatan is also, you know, such a big player. I've, I've watched him, another one who played in the U.S., comes back here, and uh, he's an iconic player. So um, the number 11 for me as well. Um, my starting number in my career was 22, and uh, 
for me, I, I saw 11 um, is available, and um, I said, you know what, it's half this, and it's uh, it looks good, 1-1, one, 2-2, one, two, two. so I, I want to start like this, and uh, I like the number, and uh, yeah, I'm excited. Hello, Milan fans, it's Christian Pulisic here. I'm so excited to, to be here, a part of this historic club, and hopefully to you know help you guys win many new titles, and uh, thank you so much for all your support. So we open up the show there with your boy who has left the Premier League and has gone to AC Milan in Italy. He's now playing in Serie A for what I think is an absolute bargain price. 20 million euros for Christian Pulisic. That's around 17 million UK and just 22 million dollars US. So for me, that is a bargain buy for AC Milan and I am expecting big things from Christian Pulisic who in patches did look like a well-cast player for Chelsea. I do not think he got given a fair chance there and I think he can have a huge impact in Serie A next season. You are of course listening to Scamessa Italia. This is supposed to be the season recap show, but we'll also be looking ahead. The reason why this has been delayed and why I've done it last is just simply because I was waiting for the Christian Pulisic signing to get over the line. Obviously, this show is going to do a lot more downloads in the US if we can plaster a photo of Christian Pulisic at the front and say that we are going to be talking about Pulisic on the show And we have taken care of that here right at the beginning and mentioned the fact he has signed at AC Milan. We'll sign for AC Milan. We'll see what that does in the futures market when we finish off with that later on. Before we move on to recapping last season, let's get the housekeeping out of the way. You are listening to Scametta Italia, the recap show here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. And you can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast Twitter account at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. We are on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network and you can follow them on Twitter at the SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network. And also make sure to follow my other Twitter account where I talk about all sports. That one is at LockBetting.com. That's at LockBetting.com. The pin suite on that Twitter account every single month is my monthly PL. I am a tracked and transparent capper, and I've been undefeated in sports betting every single month for an entire decade 121 months now. So 10 years and one month if you count the month of June. We're still looking for a definitive profit in the month of July. We were hurt by the result of Wimbledon needed Novak Djokovic to get over the line. He did not. So we're still fighting here to make it month number 122 in the month of July. The month of July is big, though, because at the end of the month, we will start releasing futures. We're also going to be covering the Women's World Cup. We're going to be covering that here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast as well. The holiday period is over. You're now going to get a podcast nearly every single day for the next two weeks because we're doing this recap show here for Serie A 
Then we're going to release an episode of Bet MUFC. Then we're going to release an EPL show to look at the transfers that have been done so far. We're also going to preview the Women's World Cup. We have Errol Spence and Ter- Ter- Terence Crawford coming up for the fight show as well. So lots of big stuff that we have to deal with over the next couple of weeks. So you can expect to show nearly every single day as we get back on track here with the podcast. So we're going to move on to looking back at last season in Serie A. Before we do that, let me just quickly remind you about Circa Sports. Circa Millions and Circa Survivor are back. That means there is $14 million available in guaranteed prizes up for grabs. Circa Millions means that you pick five NFL picks against the spread each week. Circa Survivor means you just pick a different Moneyline winner each week. Enter in Vegas, play from anywhere. Sports Gambling Podcast, the Sports Gambling Podcast guys will actually be out there in the last weekend of August. Go to circusports.com for all the details and I'll outline the spelling again like I did at the top of the show. That's C-I-R-C-A sports.com. Um, I've already made uh, my picks for these on other podcasts, but I'm going to say it again. I think the Kansas City Chiefs, get that trend back on track where the Super Bowl winners open up at home. Last year, the Rams were beaten by the Bills, but obviously that was a formidable opponent. The Bills were actually favourites to win that game, and they did come through and win that game. But this year, I think the status quo will be restored. I like the Chiefs on the money line, and I do like them to cover a minus six-point spread against a Detroit team that many expect to improve. But I think they're going to start with a loss both on the money line and against the spread on in week one with that opener. So looking back at last season, it really should have been an epic title race. And if you look beneath Napoli, who were the surprise runaway leaders, we did have a very, very interesting race for Champions League football. And that was the title race that I expected Now, next season, Napoli are going to be without Spalletti, who shockingly decided to leave that post, which I think makes Napoli a much weaker force. I do think Napoli are going to maintain some of their bigger stars. There are obviously rumours and whatnot floating around about Victor Ushman and Kavrat Skilia, who are the main two players who influenced Napoli and guided them to the surprise league win last season. But Napoli were just an incredible force. It was very surprising for many to see them not reach the Champions League final once the draw was made. And it looked like we were heading towards a Napoli versus Inter final. But you also have to look at the fact that Inter and AC Milan, who are defending the title, did underperform. Inter Milan's away record at the first half of the season was very, very poor. They seemed to be getting beaten by everybody. They weren't defending properly. They were conceding a lot of goals. Juventus also, they massively underperformed. In the end, they suffered as a result of a points deduction. But a lot of underperformances gave Napoli the impetus to just carry on winning. There really wasn't much pressure coming from behind. Had there been more pressure, perhaps Napoli would have stumbled after the World Cup. But they had such an overwhelming lead 
and the, the chasing pack continued to slip up that we never, ever really got a title race. And Napoli ended up running away with the league. They began the season as the fifth favourites. And I think that's a prime example of how anything can happen in Serie A. And next season's futures market, again, is reflective of that. We have Inter Milan as the favourites again to win it. But Inter Milan, they have their own problems. They still seem to be more of a selling club than a buying club. They are struggling to get the funds together for Romelu Lukaku. It surprises some people that they even want him. He was one of the key reasons why they were not able to equalise against Manchester City in the Champions League final. But it is somebody that they want. But at the moment, the front runners to sign Romelu Lukaku are actually Juventus because Inter Milan aren't able to raise those funds. Perhaps the sale of uh, Unana to Manchester United for £47 million will help Inter Milan secure their targets. But the fact that they are in this position and are still the favourites to win Serie A is kind of an indictment on Italy and the position that Italy are in at the moment. Inter are the narrow favourites at 2-1 to one plus 200 with the current champions Napoli here at 5-2 to two plus 250. I think that's too short here for Napoli. I think last season was an anomaly. I think they just caught lightning in a bottle and ran with it. And without Spalletti there, I think it's very, very difficult for me to see Napoli doing what they did again. Ultimately, they did not make the Champions League final and um, they weren't great in the last couple of months of the season. But some would argue that they were already over the line at that point. But for me... Inter Milan are still the team to beat because they were the team who found form and managed to put a run together when it looked like they weren't even going to finish in the top four. They ended up finishing comfortably in the top four and ended up getting to a Champions League final as well. But they just need to certainly secure some of their targets. They need to, of course, have a replacement for Onana because at the moment, they don't even have a number one choice goalkeeper in this squad. And that in itself is a problem. Behind this, behind these two teams, we have Juve at four to one. Juve have been kicked out of the um, Europa League for breaches. That could only help their their league campaign. But at the moment, they are also more so linked towards selling than they are buying. They are linked to Romelu Lukaku, but they are also linked with Dusan Vlajevic going the other way to Paris Saint Germain. And there are also rumours about them wanting to get rid of Paul Pogba for as little as ten million and possibly to Saudi Arabia. So. That doesn't really say too much about Juve's chances either. I think they're probably here in the market in third, really on name value as opposed to really anything that they've done in the transfer window upon improving on their team. They've also lost Angel Di Maria as well. They're followed by AC Milan, last season's champions who are out at 7-1. to I really don't think this is a terrible price on AC Milan. There was some controversy at the start of the summer when uh, Paolo Maldini left the club and uh, many people questioned if that was a good decision because he's a good person to have behind the scenes when it comes to enticing players in. And um, there was even a um, cryptic tweet from Rafa Leal almost questioning his decision to re-sign with Milan for a five-year, under a five-year contract. Now, 
I always felt like he signed that contract out of loyalty to Milan. I don't expect Raphael to see the five years out. But when you do put pen to paper on a five-year contract, you really are helping the, the club that you are signing with because that means that they can extract maximum money for you when they decide to sell you. So rather than being in your final year of your contract where you can basically go for peanuts, and that's the situation at the moment with Bayern Munich haggling with Tom. Tottenham. They don't want to pay more than 80 million for Harry Kane and they shouldn't have to because in the summer he can go for free. Bayern can get him for free. Manchester United could get him for free. Real Madrid could get him for free. Uh, similar situation to what's going on with Kylian Mbappe. He's in his final year at PSG. Real Madrid faced the prospect of either paying 150 to 200 million now or getting him for free. These are the dilemmas that clubs are in. Do they just be that? Do they want to be the club who just makes sure they get the player? So Bayern would make sure they get Kane by paying 100 million for a player in the final year, final year of his contract, a player approaching 30 as well. So that would be ridiculous. And um, with Real Madrid, their situation is: Do we get Kylian Mbappe now? Or do we wait until the summer? For me, that one is just, again, a situation where they will wait because Kylian Mbappe doesn't want to play for anybody else. So you would be paying 150 million to 200 million solely for this season. And that would put you under extreme pressure to have a massive season. If they were to sign Kylian Mbappe and pay that money and pay 150 million rather than waiting to get him for free then I would expect them to be under extreme pressure to not only win the Liga, but to also, once again, regain the Champions League as well. So I don't think any of those two deals will happen. I think Daniel Levy will end up keeping hold of Harry Kane. And I think Kylian Mbappe may just um, see out this final year at PSG as well. But Raphael isn't in that situation. They can now command maximum money for him. So if he does play this season for Milan and he's still not happy, obviously, with the Maldini situation or it's not a successful one for AC Milan, then they can probably get around £120 pounds or €140 Euros for this player, which is very, very good business by AC Milan. And it's great loyalty on the part of Raphael. But I think Milan are going to be dangerous this season when you have Leao on one side you have Olivier Giroud in the middle who's always good for holding the ball up and he can play in these attackers and on one side you've got Leao and on one side you've got Pulisic who I think can be massively dangerous in this league it's it's a league that's played at a slower pace than the EPL and that's going to suit Christian Pulisic because He's a pacey player who can run at players who can beat players obviously um, the defending in this league is still always going to be of a high calibre because it is Italian football. But when you've got pace and you can run at people and that's not something that they're used to on a week-to-week basis, then you can have great success. That's why Leal's been successful. And I don't think there's a huge difference in Leal and Pulisic, but that just tells you that the that the money that they paid for Pulisic was a bargain. There's no way in hell that you're picking up uh, Rafa Leal for $22 million. So Christian Pulisic, I think his real value uh, would probably be closer to 50, 60 million if he does end up finding some form. And I think Chelsea may quickly end up regretting this 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 sale if they do see him thriving here 
at, at AC Milan because I don't think he was given a real chance. It's not like some of the other players that we've seen go at Chelsea, but there is a fire sale at Chelsea at the moment. It's a very, very strange strategy. I can understand letting some of the players go to Saudi Arabia and there's obviously some shady goings on there. But when you're looking at the likes of Mason Mount and Christian Pulisic leaving the club, you have to really question what's going on for Chelsea. And I think it could be a difficult season ahead for Mauricio Pochettino. But we'll leave that all to when we start talking about the EPL. The first EPL show we, that we are going to do is going to be the, the transfer show. And that's going to be coming out shortly. We're also going to be doing an episode of Bet MUFC. But obviously now we are here to just focus on Serie A. We'll finish up by um, by looking at the rest of the market here. But before we do do that, let me quickly tell you guys about Underdog Fantasy. We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Best Ball Mania 4 is here and Underdog Fantasy is giving away $50 million in prizes. Underdog Pick'em is also a great way to get down on your favourite MLB and NFL season player props. So many ways to win over on Underdog and Underdog is available in so many states as well. Head over to UnderdogFantasy.com and use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's UnderdogFantasy.com and the promo code SGPN. Concluding the rest of the market, you have Roma at 10 to 1. Jose Mourinho's men managed to lose the Europa League final to serial Europa League winners, Sevilla. So that means that Mourinho's team will still be playing in the Europa League next season. You have Lazio at 14 to 1. They finished second in the league last season and they will be playing at Champions League football. And you have Atalanta at 22 to 1. They are currently in negotiations with Manchester United for Hoyland. And um, that would probably only leave them with two strikers for the season, with Zapata looking for a way out of the club as well. I'm not expecting too much from Atalanta this season. I think that um, the top four could actually be the, the top four here in the market. I do expect those four teams to compete for the title. I don't think Jose Mourinho is going to be given enough money to make significant additions to make Roma title contenders. But I do think that they could be outsiders for the Champions League spots again. I think Lazio are a team who are hugely overperformed last season, much like Napoli. I think both of the top two overperformed. But I think Napoli, they have they have bigger stars. And if they can keep Victor Usherman and Kavrat Skilia, who were so important last season, then I do believe that they can come close to winning the league again. But ultimately, my pick for the title here will be Inter Milan. As I said, they were a side who got to the Champions League final. They were a side who didn't challenge for the league last season, despite being favourites. But that was because of some very, very poor waveform, some very, very poor defending at the start of the season. A lot of complacency there. It almost ended up costing Inzaghi his job. And I think if they get off to another poor start, despite the fact that he does have credit in the bank from winning a cup and reaching a Champions League final last season, which ultimately ended up saving him, along with the run that meant that Inter Milan and play Champions League football again this season because remember, as I said, they, they did need to go on a run in the league because they were staring outside 
at the top four for a long time. I think all of that has ended up saving his job. But I do think if they make a poor start, he will end up seeing the door. The same could be said for Allegri. Don't forget, Antonio Conte is no longer the Tottenham manager. He could be waiting in the wings to take over at Juve if Allegri makes a poor start. And um, Juve haven't done any significant business yet. As I said, the main thing that they're being linked to is the exits of key players, Vlajevic and Pogba, at least key players on paper. They're expected to be key players last season, but Pogba spent the entire season injured and Dusan Vlajevic has never looked like the same player in a Juve shirt that he looked like in a Fiorentina shirt. So perhaps it's time to cut ties and Dusan Vlajevic can go across to PSG and he can be that number nine that they need because uh, despite the fact they had the combination of Neymar, Messi and um, and Kylian Mbappe, None of those players are an outright number nine. They haven't, in fact, had an outright number nine since they had Mario Riccardi. So perhaps that's the player that they're crying out for. But they'll certainly need Dusan Vlajevic to be the Fiorentina version of Vlajevic and not the Juventus version of Vlajevic. But obviously, if you do go to a league, ah, that is considered by many to be a farmer's league. And I think he'll find it far easier to score goals. And I think that's going to be the, the same old PSG problem once again with them, with them finding their league too easy to win and then finding the Champions League too much of a contrast on a, on a weekly basis than the, and the jump in, uh, the jump in quality, especially when they get to the later rounds. As for Italian clubs, despite the fact that there doesn't seem to be loads of business happening, despite the fact that there isn't too much money for the Italian clubs and Serie A seems to be moving in the wrong direction. Last season's success would not tell you that because they were a team who had two teams in the Champions League semi-final with Milan playing against Milan, Inter Milan and AC Milan, with Inter Milan ultimately making way to the final. In the Europa League, they also had a participant in the Europa League final with um, AS Roma getting through. They also had Juve in the semi-final and they ended up losing out to Sevilla. In the Europa Conference League, they had another finalist in Fiorentina who ultimately ended up losing out to West Ham. So I would say last season was a very successful season for Italian football. Of course, there isn't the money there to do big, big, to do big business. But when you compare... Um, Serie A to the Premier League, when you compare the Premier League to any of the leagues around Europe, it is the money in the Premier League that's helping the Premier League clubs become a force. So this isn't a, a unique situation that the Italian clubs are in. It's really a case of um, all of the top teams in the Premier League. Then you have Real Madrid and Barcelona, but Barcelona having their own financial problems. You have Bayern Munich and Paris Saint-Germain. And then you have the rest. The rest of the teams do not have significant money to put down on big name players. So therefore, it's fortunate that Rafael was able to sign a big contract. And at some point, you'll probably move on for £120 million or so, which will give Milan money to invest. And perhaps that's a season where they can once again be strong contenders for the time when they can invest that money into the right players to make a run for the league. But I would not count them out this season. I do think that they are dark horses. And my main prediction here for this show will be that the title will end up in Milan, either Inter Milan coming through as the favourites or AC Milan coming through as a dark horse. I'm not expecting Napoli to repeat their feat. I don't understand why Juve at 4-1 in the market and I'm not expecting significant investment for any of the teams behind you you're looking at the likes of Napoli, Lazio and Atalanta. Therefore, I'm not expecting a title challenge from any of those teams either. 
So that concludes your Serie A recap show, future show, Christian Pulisic show. As I said, I'll mention it again. There are plenty of shows coming out. The holiday is over. We have the Women's World Cup. We have Bet MUFC. We are going to look at the EPL transfers. And of course, a huge addition of the fight show as Terence Crawford and Errol Spence are finally getting into the ring. So until then, good luck with all of your bets as always, guys. And thanks for listening.